For obvious reasons, this story is told in the point of view of a girl. I got into a fight with my boyfriend one night. For some reason, we left my apartment to go to his new place. We were both moving in even though there wasn't any furniture in it. We argued more and boned on the floor and argued more and then decided we should go back to my place so we could sleep in a bed. We were gone for about two hours. Maybe from 10 p.m. to 12 p.m. When we walked into the bedroom, I was still upset. So I guess I was distracted and didn't notice anything amiss. My boyfriend said, someone came here while we were gone and grabbed me and kind of pushed me from behind while he looked around nervously. I said, why do you say that? He pointed over to the window and told me to look at the AC unit in the... He said, it didn't look right. That it sort of looked like someone had tampered with it and stuck it back in. I thought he was imagining things. Nothing valuable was taken. I had a safe in my closet that was untouched. He kept pointing out other things he thought had been moved around slightly. He said a couple things were definitely gone, a pack of gum, a bag of candy, and some bras I had hanging up on the closet door. But my bedroom was a major pixie at the time. If anyone could represent depression physically, it was my bedroom. I had piles of dirty clothes, piles of clean clothes, and just piles of crap everywhere. I was zoning out a lot due to the depression and not really retaining information that well. I really couldn't remember if I had any bras hanging there or not, and I couldn't just look in my dresser for them because I'm a slob and they could be anywhere, and he couldn't really remember specifically what they looked like, just that they had, had been hanging there. I couldn't remember where the pack of gum was or wasn't sitting. There really wasn't anything to report to the police. They didn't even come out to the apartment. I kind of thought he was losing his marbles. He assured me he was 100% sure someone had come in and insisted on taking the next few days until we moved off to work to stay home with me. While we packed because he didn't want me there alone. The morning after, the break-in, I called my landlord and asked him to review the security footage. He said he couldn't see anyone or anything on it. I asked my boyfriend again if he was sure he wasn't imagining things. He took me outside to show me the window where the AC was and show me the grass was all smushed down like someone had been standing on it and maybe put something heavy down? Okay, that's weird. Maybe someone did break in, but why? Why would someone come in? I didn't live in a nice area. Anyone I knew in the area knows I don't have money. Nothing was really in the safe and nobody knew I had it. Anyway, we packed and packed for the move. While we were packing, I actually opened my dresser for the first time in a while to pack any of the clothes not on the floor. I found a piece of notebook paper folded up that definitely was ripped out of a notebook I had in the room. I unfolded it. Written in colored pencil, probably one of mine, it said, I thought when I heard the music start, he left by himself. 
with a weird, creepy, sad face emoji thing sketched next to it. My boyfriend, who is now my fiance, likes to blast his music. He goes to and from work. He installed extra speaker crap to be able to blast it obnoxiously like he's 14, but he doesn't ever do that with me in the car because he knows I can't stand it. That night, he turned the music up really loud when we got in the car because we were fighting. Why was there nothing visible on the security camera? Was he right that someone stole my gum? I don't know, but we never spent another night there because my clothes and bed were the last thing I had packed. My cousin and I were in our early 20s when we met up for a family's annual camping trip on a tiny remote lake up in Lassen County, California. As usual, our families had the lake nearly to ourselves, as most people went to the nearby large popular, la popular lake, Alamanor. There are no cultivated hiking trails on this lake, so we decided to follow a creek that fed into the lake near our campsite thinking we wouldn't get lost that way. We first crossed a meadow, then began to follow the creek up the mountainside, which was densely forested with pine. A ways up, we soon came across the tangled uproot system of a big fallen tree. It rested on the creek side, and my cousin and I, both lovers of all things Brian, Freud, and Tolkien, remarked that it looked like the home of a forest gnome, maybe a garden, guardian of the forest. Jokingly, we waved at it and said, thanks to our imaginary gnome for letting us enter his forest. A little ways farther, I realized I had been hearing a kind of rhythmic sound for a long time that seemed to come from far off in the forest. It was a slow, dull, steady beat, like someone was hitting a drum. I asked my cousin who lived in a small mountain town near Yosemite what might be making a sound like that all the way out here. She thought for a while, then she said, wasn't sure. It didn't sound like loggers, animals, hikers, or anything else she could think of. We shrugged it off and kept hiking up the hill. We fell quiet then for a long time, just plodding along. The sound continued and seemed to slowly grow louder or closer. I looked out into the forest on either side, but all I could see were trees in all directions. The sound made me uneasy and a bit anxious to continue. I was also feeling a bit tired, but not in a normal way. A hike wears you out. My thinking was kind of foggy and everything began to feel dreamlike. I looked over at my cousin and she kind of seemed spaced out too. I asked her if we were high at a high altitude, and she says it wasn't particularly high. We still hadn't gone too far from the lake. I told her I felt kind of funny, and she said she did too, but we just kept hiking. The drumming became noticeably louder. It was coming from all around us in the same steady dull beat. It had a kind of droning quality, and soon I could begin to feel it vibrating in my ears thudding alongside my heart inside my body. That was when things became very weird. 
I had no longer felt easy, uneasy, but instead I felt this deep peace, like I was asleep and dreaming. I kept putting one foot in front of the other and climbing the mountain, but it was like I was in a trance, not making the decision to continue, but instead being drawn upwards. We kept walking in total silence for a long time, that sound pounding, getting louder and louder. We reached a place where a waterfall tumbled down from a rock ledge, maybe six feet overhead. It was an easy walk up and around to get to the next tier of the creek, but I stopped, and my cousin stopped near me. In a daze, we looked at the beautiful pool at the foot of the falls. It was dripping with ferns, moss, and at the bottom was formed by small, colorful stones. The beat was faster now close and enveloping, but seeming to still come from nowhere. I looked at the falls and felt an intense longing to walk above them, to continue on forever up the mountain, see all the beauty beyond. We were still in for such a long time, until finally my cousin said, I think if we keep going, we don't ever get to come back. When I looked at her, I knew. I felt the same thing, and I felt a splash of adrenaline. We turned and started back down the mountain. As we descended, the, the foggy feeling began to clear. The beat began to fade, and I felt more and more the urgent need to get away. Finally, awake. I was covered in goosebumps, and I was leaping and tripping over things to go as fast as I could. We passed the big root system and both spontaneously said thank you and started giggling nervously. As we finally hit the meadow, we started to relax, and I laughed and said something like, Wow, we really have big imaginations. Finally, we crossed the meadow and stopped to turn around and look back. Just then, a loud, sharp, unmistakable bang echoed down the mountain, amounting from exactly where we'd been. Every hair on my body stood up, and I knew... I just knew that if we hadn't turned around at the waterfall, we had, we would never have left that mountain again. We ran back to camp as fast as we possibly could. When I was about 14, I went down to San Antonio with my family and a buddy of mine. We were staying at a hotel that was right next to Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. Since we were staying at the hotel, they gave us free tickets and early access to the park, which was awesome. So me and my buddy go in and we are basically the only people there and maybe a few other hotel guests. Now my friend was terrified of roller coasters, so I basically rode all the rides by myself that day. After about an hour, I decided I want to ride the Rattler, which is an older wooden roller coaster. Basically, the same as the Texas Giant. I get up to go to the coaster. There is no line, so I get, go straight to the front cart. I thought I was going to be the only one riding, but another young teenager walks up and asks if he can sit with me at the last second. I say, sure, no big deal. We both strap in, but the cart attendant only checked my seat to see if it was secure. However, I just thought if you checked one side, both sides were safe. So the ride starts, all is good, 
the coaster was fun. When the ride stops, me and the teenager get off the ride and I tell him, take it easy, and he does the same. I walk out of the ride in front of the other passenger toward the little area where it shows you the picture it took when you were going down the big fall. I walk up to the screen to wait for my picture. Since it was early, no one was working the counter to buy the pictures, but they still showed up on the TVs. Like I said before, it was just me on the ride before the other teenager got on at the last second. When the picture finally showed up, I nearly lost it. It was just me in the picture. No one was sitting next to me. It was an empty chair. There wasn't a glare there. There wasn't anything that would have obscured the teen from sitting next to me. I ran back up to the top of the ride to ask the cart attendant, but I guess they had switched shifts or something because it was not the same person. I looked all over for the kid around the ride and throughout the park the rest of the day and never saw him again. One of the craziest things that happened to me. I will forever believe in ghosts because of this. I wish I could have bought the picture at the time. Even the years afterwards, I have researched to see if there were any accidents on that ride or if there were any weird deaths before the park was built. I have found no information on the kid I wrote road with or of any accidents there still gets me just thinking about seeing that picture that was taking on that roller coaster